Hi, I'm Ari. I'm Nick. And I'm Nicholas Cage, playing Wesley Davies. <laughs> and, and everyone else yes. on this episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hello. So, yes, I am also Wesley Davies, and welcome to the <laughs> 30th not annual episode of the podcast <laughs> postpone not annual no we don't we don't do this annually we do it like every week dog <laughs> all right what? okay i mean yeah yeah and today's uh, spotlights are adaptation and spring breakers but before that <laughs> nick how's your day going my day my day is great thank you for asking ari i wanted to get that out of the way and also we i think i think we have another person yeah, that we we have another person. Will you introduce yourself? Other Thank person? you for that introduction, Ari. Uh, hi, I'm Chloe Smith. Not to be confused with uh, the infamous Chloe Smith underscore. Okay, our well, favorite like, Serb. Zero <laughs> relation. Yeah, and like I mean, you can't really confuse you two. You're a woman, obviously, True, and the other yeah. one we have said multiple times is a Serbian person or male. Yeah, between the ages of 51 and 72. We're not quite sure. We're still working on that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of has a thing for Ari, though. Uh, yes. yeah. We gotta enhance Don't the check my more. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so why don't we just jump into the news Reddit then? DMs. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I have some news for today. Ooh. Where um, the fuck is my data storage, Nick? Oh, haha! Oh, <laughs> <you know> <laughs> oh <laughs> called out. I don't think I can do this episode anymore. Um, I'm being brigaded. Roll the song! (laughs) Um, So, I have some news for this time. I've decided to implement a small rule. If there is only one article pertaining to coronavirus, I'm not going to play the theme. It's (sighs) only if we have at least two or more articles. Because I feel like it's not really a corner so much as like... 12 seconds of discussion yeah it's a wall it's It's a a singular wall you gotta have two walls to have a corner true hey guys todd howard here i'm in my garage and i just want to let you know that something went horribly wrong with nick's audio in this episode because he's an idiot so the next 20 minutes of his audio are gone they're missing so allow me to try my best to recreate what he said here we go All right, so a bunch of headlines this week with various titles all along the lines of AMC doubts it will survive the pandemic. So I know that's Ari's favorite thing to talk about, the death of AMC. Yep. Are we surprised? No, not really. Poor MC caught the corona. Well, the problem is, like, even if they open theaters, the vast majority of people are still saying that they're going to stay away from theaters until it's over. And also, like, there's nothing to play because the movies aren't getting made and the studios are too uncomfortable to release what they already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. AMC has a cash balance of $718 million in April, which sounds like a lot, but they lost $2.4 billion last quarter. Big oof. Ooh, so, quarter. Yeah, they're on the quarter system. Why Why is it always AMC? It Are, like the other <laughs> theaters doing something different? I don't know. It's just because AMC is like the biggest theater and the vast majority of them are in malls, which were the first things to shut down, and they're also disgusting places anyway. Right. Nothing against malls. They just they aren't <laughs> sanitary though. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. It also depends on movies coming out. Like I read an article today or, or the, I read an article the other day about Tenet and like a bunch of theaters. Wesley, are... that's my transition. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? You want me to not interrupt you? You want me to make the news you want me to make the news go faster, slower? You want me to no, do the news? Fine. You want me to not go Nick, ahead, what do, do you news. want? No, do the news. Do the news? Yep. 
<laughs> it said that Tenet might be the best-selling movie of the summer because it might be the only movie I that plays. She said best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. You know, Jury's still out. Um, but like, there's a chance that if it comes out in theaters, that it just um, plays in theaters for like the rest of the year because nothing else is coming out, and so that's going to be the Academy. only movie that people see in theaters. <laughs> I, I heard like a lot of theaters are also doing like Harry Potter. They're just like doing a bunch of like old movies um, shown in theaters. Yeah. Because they can't show any new stuff. Also, Netflix has officially purchased the Egyptian theater in Hollywood for an unknown price after about a year of negotiations. Mm. This is a historic cinema, one of the two Grauman National Theaters in Hollywood, because there's also the Chinese theater. What does that mean? Netflix owns this. Like, that's just a name? It's just stylized, like, like, you know, like Egypt. It's a pyramid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Netflix bought it so they could just screen their movies and TV there to qualify for award shows, because chains like AMC always request exclusivity when playing Netflix stuff. So Netflix said, oh, well, we'll just get our own theater, and AMC's like, oh, should have thought that through. <laughs> Now, I don't even know if this one counts as movie news, but I'm going to read it anyway, because we are somewhat attached to the internet scene, to the YouTube market. Uh, Jake Paul was just arrested for oh. looting at a mall in Scottsdale. Are we surprised? James Paul? Jake Paul? Sorry. James Paul no, Bond. Sorry, yeah, Jake of Jake course, Paul. James Paul, trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Mm. <laughs> By getting arrested. Hundreds of people submitted videos of Jake Paul looting to the police, and they wasted no time in arresting his ass. <laughs> He's charged with criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly during unrest. Now, those are misdemeanors, but those are actual crimes. Like, mm -hmm. they couldn't get him on the whole hanging video, or maybe that was the other one. I, I don't know which, which is which. Yeah, I, I think that was up. the other one. I don't know. They're a singular chaotic entity, like, like adaptation. Yeah. It's one actor playing both Pauls. Uh -huh. <laughs> Mm -mm. Lastly, I only had a chance to watch one thing from the We Are One Film Festival on YouTube so far, so I watched Crazy World, the new Hollywood movie. Yes. It was crazy. Really? It's a it's a banger, you know. It's not quite on the same level as Who Killed Captain Alex or Bad Black, but there's a solid five to ten minutes in here that may rival anything in their other movies where I laughed mm. constantly the entire time. It's just the amount of meta was insane. Okay. Movie, it's... movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is there still like VJ Emmy? Yeah, 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 it's the same thing. VJ Emmy's in it. It's it's literally a movie where Isaac made it to discourage real life child traffickers from kidnapping his son by making him a threatening action star. Wait, how how old is the son? He's like eight, maybe. And his <laughs> oh, his geez. name is Isaac Newton. Right. Of um, course. Of course. It's got everyone. Mm -hmm. It's got the police chief from Who Killed Captain Alex who gets called a juicy diarrhea squirt. It's got puffs. <laughs> Bad Black, it's got Richard, I think Bruce Yu is in it. <laughs> I strongly recommend that you watch it before it gets taken down from the We Are One channel, but realistically it'll get put on the Wakaliwood channel eventually, but, you know, it was an experience to see it live. Nice. Yeah. Live? Well, not live, you know what I mean. Premiered. Premiered. Streamed. Movie, movie, movie. movie, movie. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, if you scroll through the live it's chat from movie. the premiere, you'll see the Pwn channel in there, you know, dropping some quotes. Nice. But yeah, that's the news. I swear, every time I do this, it gets worse and worse. No, 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 no. I think I think I actually like this news a lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. Freaking... I just want to give you guys a chance to talk, you know. You know what? But it's it's we are a podcast of education and information. Of course. You know, we keep the masses informed about the newest dealings with both Jake Paul and also Wakanda. We're the only podcast to talk about both that's of those things. That's what I come things. here for. Yeah. <laughs> No longer data storage, but you know, 
Also that, can't but that's next fall. You know, shape so. corner might be in the making. Mm. Maybe other corners. I don't know. Corner, <laughs> corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the podcast is always changing. It is always changing. Why do I say? Adapting. Oh. <laughs> That was a transition. Well then, Chloe, as our guest, this is your recommendation. Would you like to tell us why you picked this movie? We do that before our opinions. Well, uh, I actually thought about this. So, I remember uh, the last time we watched watched one of these movies, uh, being John Malkovich, I absolutely loved that movie. Thought it was great. And um, I wanted to see, like, other Charlie Kaufman movies and also um, to just see what goes on in the mind of the man that made being John Malkovich, because he had to be just balls deep in acid or something. <laughs> being, and being John Malkovich. I... <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. And yeah, so that's kind of the reason. I also just love like bad shit, crazy movies that like just go so far out of the realm of like reality. That's why I love being John Malkovich and I just thought it'd be interesting. I also just looked at related movies. So, so, so this was your first time seeing it? It was, yeah. I hadn't seen it before. Okay. I recommended it. All right, so this is all our first times. Yes, it is. Nobody knew what to expect then. It took me a while to realize that it's called adaptation because he's making an adaptation. <laughs> of... Smart boy. <laughs> I thought it was just like a theme, which I mean, it is, but... Yeah. It's both. It's, it's both. It's, it's multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Chloe, let's hear your opinion of the film. Start us off. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool, really, like, creative, really different. Um, like, that's also what I liked about uh, being John Malkovich is, like, he, just so much, like, artistic creativity and, like, going outside the box. I really liked it. Um, Ari? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to agree. I mean, it's just... You have to. I, I mean, I'm, I'm forced to. After watching this you video, I, I literally can't have an opinion other than, like, it was, it was extremely entertaining. Because it was. I, I mean, I like... Especially... I don't want to spoil this for the next movie, but... Anyways, I just... <laughs> I, Let's just say very different. I like I like this movie a lot. I had good... Exp- I had high expectations. I, had no, I didn't even know it was Nick Cage until I uh, bought the movie and it was faces on. I'm like, uh, okay. Because actually, and this movie kind of made me... Charlie Kaufman. Gain a fair <laughs> right, bit. Right, guys? Right? Yeah. Gain me a, actually made me get a little bit of uh, respect for Nick Cage, which I did not have <laughs> as much before. I was not that I don't respect bit, him. Just I just it bit. just gave, it added on top. So you watch this and you realize that Nick Cage is an actual actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't just do knowing. Yeah, he's yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. from National Treasure. He's the guy from Schindler's Pissed. <laughs> of course, and yes. the acclaimed Schindler's Fist. Yes. And the all-white remake of The Color Purple. <laughs> Ari, really quick, can I ask? Did you watch this movie first or second? Second. All right, cool. Wes, go ahead. What? <laughs> what does that have to no, do? No, with no, anything? no, no. I, I just wanted to know. You know. He's curious. I okay. Well, uh, thanks for asking. I also saw this movie second, Nick. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I liked this movie until I found out that it wasn't real, <laughs> and then I didn't like this movie because. <laughs> what do you mean it's not real? It's not real. What do you mean it's not well, real? Yeah. He doesn't have real. a brother. Well, he yeah. didn't actually get shot at in Florida. Donald doesn't exist, Wes. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way, about the movie adaptation. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Spoilers about real life also, because it's not real life. <laughs> Did you think it was? I Because here's the thing. I thought the ending was real life. Like, 
and I thought the ma- <laughs> there'd be a lot more movies about it. Yes, yeah. well, no, but yes, but yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it had been Let's a real life story, His fictional brother is credited as a writer on this movie. That was fun. Yes, yes I, I know. That. I know. That's what confused me. And and <laughs> I skipped to the end because I thought that there might be like an after credit scene. Or I did. Something, I did. The type of movie to do that. And the movie is dedicated to the memory. Yes, of Yes, I saw that. I saw that. And and then I looked it up and it was like it's not real. Here's the thing. If the movie had been real, I thought it would have been like this cool thing about how. Like, he's struggling with real life being really boring. He thinks real Spoilers. life is really boring. And then it turns Very out <laughs> that <laughs> it turns out that real life is actually really cool if you just dig a little deeper. Instead, it's just a movie about him boosting his ego as a it screenwriter. It still has all those and... things you just said. No, but it doesn't, though, because it, it's a movie where he put himself into the movie. And I feel like that that's okay to do if... It is something that if this crazy thing actually happened to you, then I'd be like, okay, then I actually care about you. But because it didn't happen to him, I don't care about him. No, but the him. crazy thing is like that this real person, Charlie Kaufman, exists. Yeah, but like, this like, is... he even says it in the movie. He's like, it's narcissistic. I put myself into my own movie. And then he just does it. Like, if he realizes it, don't do it, okay? Anyway, that's my opinion. I think Charlie Kaufman, his head is up his own ass. Oh. <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> I'm of the opinion that this movie is very, very good. I'll have to rewatch it before I can call it better or worse than being John Malkovich, but I do think that it's funnier. I laughed more consistently in this I movie. I feel like I... Um, eh, the concept is less insane. Okay, maybe not, but... Look, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to spoil this movie. You cannot talk about it without just... This movie literally opens with the making of the previous movie that we watched yeah. from this writer and director. I absolutely I love that. I like that part. That was but funny. It's it's also it reminds me of that one SpongeBob episode where like he waits until the last second to write his essay and then writes an essay about writing an essay like <laughs> feeding your snail isn't something to do at a stoplight and he just lists everything that he did for the last 12 hours. <laughs> That's this movie. It's a guy inner monologuing his way through a script. And obviously, there's a lot more to it than that, but it's so good. Yeah, I I really really like this movie. Yeah, I yeah I mean this is based on a real book by uh, Susan Orlean, and you know all of the people in it are real except for the one person who isn't real. I don't know. This is just the most insane way to adapt a movie. So, a for creativity and also a for good movie. Before we get off that. Yeah. Uh... Donald Kaufman not existing train. I want to let you know that he was nominated for for an Oscar <laughs> Best Adapted Screenplay. He is a nomination <laughs> along with Charlie Kaufman. Yep. There you go. I just think that is hilarious. It doesn't matter that he's not a real person because he represents the other side of Charlie Kaufman or whatever. He's not supposed mm. to be real. He's a metaphor. Here's the thing. If John Malkovich wrote Being John Malkovich, I'd be like, this guy is weird and obsessed with himself. And that's what he did. It didn't really paint him in a positive light. I mean, yeah, this doesn't feel no. too narcissistic, right? But I still think that that you shouldn't like. I don't know. I think that everyone does insert themselves into their movies some way or another. But I think blatantly doing it like this, I just was not vibing with it. I thought it was really interesting, and unique. But the thing is, we're talking about the movie too much before we actually we talk about the summary. You have to do the uh, synopsis <laughs> quick, real quick. So. I, I believe it's your job, yes. All right. I'm going to try my very best. 
Okay, so... It all starts with the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah, it, it does do that. I love that. Uh, but we start, like he said, um, they're in the midst of making Being John Malkovich, and Charlie Kaufman gets um, handed a book that he has to adapt into a screenplay. Uh, it's called The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean, and it's he feels like there's not much to like adapt into a movie. It's mostly about um, flowers, and although they do have like a interesting character that's um, the LaRoche guy, there's still not much to go on. Mr. Mate Wan. Yes. And um <laughs> And and Mr. Little Women. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> So anyway, he tries to uh, write the screenplay for this book, and he really wants to like stay very close to the book. He doesn't want to go Hollywood with it and add a bunch of action, sex, drugs, whatever. Um, he wants to like stay true and like impress Meryl Streep. And basically, while all this is going on, all of those things start to happen. So uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, starts having an affair with um, John LaRoche, they... Oh wait, I forgot about the flower thing. Anyway, so John LaRoche is basically this guy who is obsessed with orchids, and he like harvests them, and for this like Seminole tribe, but like fake Seminoles who only want the drugs. And then um, Meryl Streep again falls in love with him and starts doing the flower drug, and then uh, Charlie Kaufman in an effort to try to figure out what's going on um, in her mind with the book and just try to find out what's what he can go on to write this screenplay he uh, goes to New York to talk to her and oh no my recording stopped working hold on oh and scene thank you guys this has been Todd Howard now back to your regularly scheduled podcast all right well let's continue um, wait, 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 Nick, did, did we lose anything? Uh, I lost a lot of mine, I think. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how to rectify that without going back, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to say, let's let Chloe finish first. Yeah, All right. So that her thing isn't interrupted. Okay. So he has a brother, uh, Donald Kaufman. Dude, guest <laughs> episodes are actually cursed, though. <laughs> this is the fourth time. Well, it was your fault this time, Nick. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, Donald Kaufman, who doesn't actually exist, he exists in the realm of the movie, not in real life, but uh, he's kind of everything that Charlie Kaufman is not. He's confident, he can talk to girls, he's, you know. Uh, and then towards the end, Charlie Kaufman kind of figures, figures out everything that Meryl Streep is doing, and then... Um, Donald gets shot and then gets hit by a car, and then he figures out how to finish the screenplay while also including himself into the screenplay with basically the like yeah everything that's happened. So he's the whole movie is pretty much just him writing the movie that we're watching as yeah, yeah and struggling to do so. And yeah, and Tilda Swinton is in there for some reason. Yes, <laughs> she's everywhere, <laughs> Mrs. dog. Mrs. Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Suspiria, and also Mr. Suspiria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, jeez. That was where that to was start. My attempt. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it, it has like it has such creative character, you know. 
it, it tries to be unique, and I feel like it is. I like I like Spike Jones. I mean, of the two I've mm-hmm. seen of him and Coffin so far. Three. Oh, oh. Uh, what was the third one that was Spike Jones? Her. Her. Oh, I keep forgetting. Chloe that. has recommended like two of <laughs> the Spike Jones movies. Two Spike Jones films. <laughs> yes. Sp- no, Spike that was Jones? the Serbian guy. Oh, oh. No, you're right. You're oh, right. Excuse, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? What, what's editing stick's name? <laughs> What Todd Howard? Todd Howard. Todd Howard. Get rid of it. Todd, Todd Howard is gonna be so upset when he finds out about what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, editing difficulties aside, technical difficulties aside, Wesley, I've decided I know why you don't like this movie okay. because when I was watching this movie, I said Wes is gonna be so mad when this guy says real movies shouldn't be about real life because real life sucks i'm like ooh, this is gonna be drama because that's wes's wes's uh ideology i guess i'm skipping so much just to talk about this one part it doesn't matter there's this character robert mckee mm-hmm. who teaches donald kaufman how to write screenplays by the books right yes and donald kaufman writes this very standard script but it ends up being very popular around no, Hollywood. Nate, and it's a mix of being... Silence of the Lambs and Psycho. It's and literally whatever. exactly <laughs> the plot of both of those movies put together. It's also the plot of James Mangold's Identity which also stars John Cusack so make of that what you will <laughs> but um so he ends up finding Robert McKee who is a real person who actually gives seminars on scripts script writing despite having never gotten a script of his made into a movie he sold scripts to studios before, and they buy it, but they haven't made one a film they're just, yet. They're just waiting. They're like, oh, what, what are these days? We're going to make all the these wave. movies into one. <laughs> but essentially, he he says to Charlie Kaufman, why would you ever make a movie about nothing? So, Wesley, what is your response to that? Why should or shouldn't you make a movie about nothing? Well, Nick, uh, I feel targeted. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the actual Orchid Thief story in this I think is really interesting and it's probably my favorite part i like i really like chris cooper in this movie mm-hmm. and so it makes me think that if he had just adapted that movie that book i would have liked it like i know i know that i've said before that i don't like movies that are just real life because nothing happens in real life but like there is something that happens in orchid thief and i feel like charlie coffin misses that in this is that, like there is arcs and stuff like you can find good stuff the thing is like there is stuff that happens in the orchid thief but the way that it's written is in such a way that like there is no way i would have enjoyed that movie as much as this movie i would have like i actually think i would have i don't i don't don't know for sure but um i but like would it have been even remotely as well regarded because whether you like this or not i'm assuming this is creative right you haven't seen a movie do something like this? i haven't uh, yeah I, I i haven't seen a movie do something like this but it, it's like his struggle in this so is, is the that... idea bad or is the execution bad because if you dislike the idea of the movie that's different uh i probably dislike the idea more yeah okay, like it, then, it's yeah, executed I, I fine but that. like he wants to like he has trouble because he wants to make the movie about flowers and because there's never been a movie about flowers before but he doesn't do that so I like, feel like that's kind of the point though is that you can't he's just saying that you can't make a movie interesting about flowers because no like not Correct. specific the flowers aren't the point, <laughs> but he's adapting his initial idea of the screenplay throughout the time he tries he's trying to be too unique and by doing something that's just there's no arcs he's just trying to be so about the flowers the core value of the book the characters but there's no plot to it so he 
goes to like he takes lessons from the traditional what ways and themes of telling uh of telling stories and he mixes them and it turns into a good movie i feel like that's a big part of the point but i feel like the message is that you're not supposed to do that is that you shouldn't have the bombastic ending because it feels like he does he doesn't want to do that he just succumbs to it at the end so then he can like get this done make his money and stuff but to me it feels like the movie is not trying to say that you should do that because robert mckee is not like well regarded for the most part of the movie (laughs) but the thing is like the thing that's him changing robert mckee's not well regarded by nicholas cage that's the whole that's the whole point of him just you know being against you know traditional what i thought was gonna happen is the second donald kaufman got shot First off, I I don't think at any point I believed Donald Kaufman to exist in, like, real life. I don't know if that just because he was played by both, like, both of them are Nick Cage. I was like, oh, okay, so this is, like, a duality thing or something. I don't know. But, um, like, the moment he gets shot, I'm like, okay. So what I think is going to happen is this scene's going to play out and it's going to cut back to the two Nick Cages in the hotel room when he asks, like, Donald, how do you think I should end the uh the script i thought it was gonna flash back to that and and that was like his idea for the ending of the movie and it's like oh wow Wow, you did clever you did like incorporate both an interesting ending and a message it wasn't just dumb stuff happening at the end but the fact that that doesn't happen is almost even better because it's like oh real life charlie kaufman made the movie end with a big dumb scene but it still worked like there are ways that that type of ending can work it's not you know, a guy on a horse chasing a car or whatever had been suggested earlier in the film, but it is, hey, it is acknowledging John that sometimes Wick, John Wick 3 was insane. The fun, yeah, come exciting on, it's, ending it's about is better. Automation versus horse power. <laughs> <laughs> horse power versus horse power. What are you doing, Jack? <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to edit this. Uh, in the very beginning of the movie, I almost thought that Donald Kaufman was going to be like uh, imaginary, like. An imaginary like friend kind of, of thing. yeah uh-huh yeah and i thought he was gonna like disappear at some point but then it was actually like he was a real person i actually had that thought as well but more towards the end like really yeah because like it, i was thought like, maybe, maybe the Gyllenhaal whole thing when he existing. died was like a metaphor you know <laughs> well, I, I, that ended as well no because i thought that oh maybe it actually is him yeah, and then is. it was like I don't know, switching back and forth. But then it was actually a real person. So yeah, but if it was not real in the movie, then it would have been actually based on a true story. Make Wes happy because <laughs> the whole thing's <laughs> so, a metaphor. So let's try this then. There's there's three layers that we can talk about. Then we can talk about the movie that that Charlie Kaufman Nick Cage wants to make. There's the movie that actually exists, and then there's the whole orchid story being its own because whenever we cut to like the the chris cooper scenes and stuff at first like i thought that that was a flash forward to the actual movie he ends up making but no that's just in the context of the film the actual story happening so i almost regard that as a whole other movie because that's the movie that west yes that is the movie that i liked so it's very different what are i feel like all three of those movies have different themes too and they're all connected by adaptation but still i feel like a lot of the character that comes from these two people meryl streep and chris uh they um it kind of they know the whole script when they're filming and like their their personalities are like i feel like they're acting in regard to the change that will later happen and the reason we like them so much 
I feel like it's almost in a way part of what happens later. You know, I feel like if they're isolated alone, I mean, they might have some charm to it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it was a whole movie about that, I probably would have, you know, I'm not sure if I would have liked it as much. I mean, he is really funny, granted. And uh, Meryl Streep is just an amazing actress. But, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy with a movie that's just driven by those characters. Mm-hmm. Being good characters. Kind of like how you thought Gladiator like, was an amazing movie, but it's a lot of it just based on Russell Crowe's amazing uh, uh, performance. Yeah, you didn't you say that? Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. Sorry, Nick. But, like, also, you know, Gladiator is a movie that exists and is not about being a movie, you know? True. Like, I, I think that these this and being John Malkovich work very well together. Extremely. I don't know how, though. Like, they are <laughs> definitely a companion piece, but it, it just means that, that this movie exists in, like, the sub-layer between the real world where John Malkovich is a movie and the fake world where John Malkovich is a movie but Nick Cage is Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So... I feel like this has artistic liberty in... I don't know if this is an exact recreation of, of, like, Charlie Kaufman's mental state or if it's a recreation of the way that he was adapting the film or not, you know? Like, I genuinely don't know what's real in regards to this movie and what's just plot script, you know? I feel like it's pretty believable, though. Like, after making... Kinda does. Because you don't just come up with this. Like... Yeah. (laughs) Imagine coming off making the movie being John Malkovich mm-hmm. and then it makes I think that would make it like a lot more almost it makes it a lot more believable that he's going through this artistic thing where he wants to be so different he's trying to fight against you know the typical story making uh, themes and process because after you make such a creative and different movie I think he almost latches onto that too much you know it's like yeah. oh I can make John Malkovich I, I, I'm a screenwriter I, like this basic stuff isn't what made me successful and then he gets too attached to that and it almost mm-hmm. makes a boring movie, which I guess wouldn't be boring. We don't know in the end because it never existed, but almost only half exists. Yeah. I think he keeps saying that he wants to, like, do something different and not just do, like, another one of those, uh, like, being John Malkovich. He wants to do it just about the flowers and not, like, all of the other, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. weird Hollywood stuff. Yeah, I feel like that, that makes it connect yeah. to John Malkovich more mm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, wait, wait, before I so rudely interrupted you, as <laughs> no, I do so often in the podcast. I was listening uh, to the podcast earlier, and I realized, damn, I interrupt a lot. Yeah, I don't think, I don't you think do. so. Yeah, I think you interrupt the least out of everyone. I but... disagree. However, I will try to interrupt <laughs> less. Well, I think <laughs> maybe this movie exists as a response to the reaction to being John Malkovich because people liked it when it came out you know it wasn't like critically panned or anything but everyone's like what what is the mental state of a man who writes this type of movie and maybe Charlie Kaufman's like huh what is the mental state of a man who writes a film like that it is a weird movie let's examine what what it's like to be a person <laughs> that writes that because I that's why I, I honestly to don't movie. know <laughs> that's what I, was gonna say. That's always... I honestly don't know <laughs> if this is autobiographical or if it's just like a crazy man must have written being John Malkovich. Let's see what that crazy man thinks. And I'm just going to make that crazy man me, you know, because yeah. he's a screenwriter. He has the perspective of a screenwriter. This movie could have very easily just been swapped for a different fictional screenwriter who wrote a different fictional weird film writing about a different fictional book, 
you know, but I don't think it would have had the same, I don't want to say relatability, but just, like, it wouldn't have been the same if it was about a bunch of fake things, you know? The fact that it is so intrinsically tied to real life makes it very interesting and also makes it very confusing as to what actually is and isn't real, you know? Yeah, I feel like the connection to real life is more just kind of helps with tone and setting, but I take it with a grain of salt to what actually is real life because at the end of the day, what actually happens, I don't really care because it is a great movie. Like, when I watched John Malkovich, he has a question came up, who comes up with this kind of stuff? So he gave me an answer. Whether it's not the real answer, I don't know, but he gave me an answer that was uh, two hours long and extremely entertaining, and I was happy I (laughs) got that answer. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's kind of the guise of which I see this movie in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a movie, you know? We talk, it, It's cool because it, it kind of relates. Yeah. It's an adaptation. Movie, movie. It oh. is. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um, so, the, the actual woman who wrote this book, right? Susan Orlean, she's real. Yeah. She exists in real life. She was given a script to this film. She's like, oh. God, what in the world mm-hmm. is this? And then the studio executives were like, look, I know it's weird, but the the last time he made a weird script, it ended up working out. Let's just go with it. And mm-hmm. she ended up liking the film. Um, and she also, in the, the article that I had read, it said that like Meryl Streep's portrayal of her is not based on the actual person. It's based, Meryl Streep just read the book a bunch of times and said, okay, this sounds like what I'd imagine the person that writes this book is. Maybe uh, Nick Cage playing fake Charlie Kaufman is the same thing, where it's Charlie Kaufman has written, okay, if you were to just watch Being John Malkovich, what could you gauge about the person who wrote that movie? You know, so I think meta. that might be an aspect of it. I Yeah, this is, might be the most meta movie that, especially that we've talked about, but... Well, it has to be. I don't so think what you're you could saying, get much more meta than this. Well, so what you're saying is that in order to like this movie, you have to first like Being John Malkovich. No, it's possible because <laughs> that might explain a lot here, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, I just I'm I'm struggling to understand like specifically. You said like when you found out that it's not real, that's what made you not like it. Yes. Well, no. Why does that change? Well, it changes it because if it, it like I said earlier, if it's real, it's a movie about this guy where some crazy thing happened to him in Florida, um, mm-hmm. and that's why it's about him. But if it's not real, it's about him because he wanted to write a movie about himself. But, like, I don't know if he wanted to write it or if he <laughs> just said, I am the best vessel for this. I mean, sure, that's egotistical or whatever, but, like, I wouldn't want to see a movie written from most other screenwriters' points of view, you know? Right. Well, I don't care about like, his I, I don't care about David Ayer's thing. writing uh, Suicide Squad, <laughs> you know? Speak for yourself. He wrote Fury. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know... If you yeah. disagree with the concept of the film, like I, nothing that anyone can say is going to change your mind. But correct, you know, the <laughs> three of us who actually like the movie. I think I think honestly, it's because I wasn't a huge fan of being John Malkovich, so I didn't care about <gasps> seeing who the guy behind it was. Uh huh. I feel like it's it's if you almost see the uh, Kaufman in the movie Nick Cage Kaufman as a different person, and I feel like. It, it only works, like, this idea of a movie only works if himself is the screenwriter. Because, like, mm. of course, the movie's nominated under him, and then it has to be by, he has to credit himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
if you're gonna make a movie that's kind of meta, a movie about the process of writing a movie and then credit to someone else, it's like, oh, I mean, it just adds another layer of authenticity. I don't think it's as egotistical as it is necessary for what he was trying to do, for the story he was trying to tell. There's almost like another yeah. layer in crediting Donald Kaufman <laughs> with writing the film, but also saying in memory of, like, what does that mean? I you think know? he just might be memeing us. I that's think he what, is. that's yeah. There's you know maybe he is, but like if if Donald dies within the plot of the film, are we to assume that everything happening in the film is? Like, why, what part did Donald write in context of the movie, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of, like, kind of sounds like a contradiction because the this ending like of the movie... This is, alternate reality game. Well, well because, think... like, the ending, the ending of the movie is he's supposed to have embraced the Donald side of him, the side that wants <laughs> to just write, like, like these blockbuster-type uh, st- stories, but then mm-hmm. if he dies, then that means that he's not embracing that part of him. Yeah. But he also yeah. embraces the like it's... confident part of it, and yeah. like the the part that like tells they Amelia that he that end. he loves her. Yeah. Mm. So maybe yeah. because it's in loving memory, it's oh. good. Yes. Right. Not yeah. instead of it, instead of just saying Donald died <laughs> at the end I of the I feel like he's trying to like absorb I, Donald. Yes, absorb him physically. <laughs> no, but also mm-hmm. like with that, I feel like. He's almost an homage to what was said in the film, where he said the last genre, rather newest genre to be made, like the most recent one, was the mockumentary. And this is kind of like, it's almost its own genre in a way, and it's it's the fusion of like reality and fake. Like, it's portraying a fake reality and telling the story. In a way, this is is a mockumentary. And especially the end Mm -hmm. is kind of like depicts on that. You know? Mm -hmm. It's saying like, oh, this is what happened, and you you're supposed to watch it almost in a fake belief of the, what actually happened, you know, and that's how you enjoy it more. You know, you just kind of go along for the ride. Like I'm not a big fan of mockumentaries at all because only, I think it's mainly because people actually believe them. And then like, are you, what about the office? (laughs) Right. You like spinal tap. (laughs) Oh, I love, I love, I like, I love spinal tap. I love the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of some of the ones I don't like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I was going to say something about Wes not liking the movie. (laughs) Okay, guys. New idea for a movie while Nick is thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage. There's a movie about (laughs) Nicolas Cage, and he needs to find the real Charlie Kaufman in order to get to know him so he knows how to act about Charlie Kaufman in this movie. Is Nicolas Cage played by Nicolas Cage? Oh. No. <laughs> it's actually Chris And he Cooper. has a brother as well who is playing Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all of the acting in this movie is great, you know? Mm-hmm. I love Tilda yeah. Swinton. Meryl mm-hmm. Streep is good. Big names. Um, speaking, even speaking of the real-life author of the book, she actually is in the movie in a deleted scene. Is she really? I heard about yeah. that. Is this yeah, the most that. research that we've done independently for a movie? Because, like, everyone seems to know everything about this movie. <laughs> no, I went on the Wikipedia briefly, and I saw that uh, Let me tell you, it's more research funny. than I know about Spring Breakers. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well. yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, Wes, I, there's, there's no shame at all in, in thinking that being egotistical is bad. You know, I think the fact that you're seeing this as a movie where a guy 
is writing about himself because he thinks he's so cool. Like, yeah, that's a very valid reason to dislike a movie. Like, I have zero problem with that. I think I just disagree with the idea of it actually being about him out of any selfish reason. Yeah. You know? Theoretically, you're the guy that knows you best, so why? who else is better to write about than you? Um, right. I've just revealed how horribly egotistical I am. Uh, I'm gonna have <laughs> no, to go I mean, write I a movie about it. No, I mean, I think that makes logical sense. Yeah. Who's yeah. To, what's to stop? You know, if I made a movie about the making of Dawn of the Damned, I'd be more than happy to do that because I think that'd be interesting. But that would entail writing about all of us, including me. So, does that make it any more? Or right, less but that's writing the movie story? about a real life event, whereas this isn't writing a movie. It about is, a real but what life if event? I gave myself a fictional twin who like was like the chaotic <laughs> evil version of me? Like, <laughs> the movie might be better then. Yeah, I mean, it'd be something. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. It just. I, I don't think the movie pretends to be real life. I think it just warps real life. So I, I forgive it for being a fictional... Like, even then, a movie doesn't have to be about real life. Gladiator's not real. Yeah. Mate One is yeah. real. This is somewhere in between those two things. I feel like it's... You know how uh, it's... Like, not historical fiction, but, like, you know how... Um, I haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, but I know it, there's a twist on reality. I feel like that's this is just the present version of that. Almost. Mm-hmm. So, what I, like, I know saying... what happens in there, but, like, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah. We all know what happens. I'm not sure yeah. she knows. The movie goes on for two and a half hours, and then Brad yeah. Pitt speaks Italian. Michael Fassbender talks for 20 minutes. In and German, then Glorious Bastards? impressive. Yeah. He speaks pretty good German, so, yeah. Right. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Dies, that really doesn't everyone matter. Everyone else in the room. Yeah. Does, does that happen? Mm-hmm. Spoilers! Sorry. 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 All right. It's up to Chloe if we want to move on. Are you satisfied with the discussion? Do you have anything else to say? You you down to move on to the next movie? Um, it's your guys' podcast. All right. (laughs) But you're you're the guys. Oh, true. Okay, my episode. My bad. Um, yeah, we can move on. Okay. Okay. So, I'm dude. I'm so mad. I don't know what I'm gonna do. For what? Oh, about you losing your stuff. Well, we'll figure it out. But you'll figure you know, it out. speaking of desperate confusion and scary circumstances, Ari, talk about Spring Break. Yes. <laughs> Why so. did you pick this? And was it because Chloe was coming on? And this is the only excuse you had to pick this movie. <laughs> no. So what does that uh, have to do anything with it, Nick? I don't know. It, so. it just. <laughs> that's right. You're not a Serbian man, but you are also not a ari's girlfriend so either of yeah not either of those things yes yeah she's actually me in a different voice (laughs) the world will never know yeah so spring breakers is a movie that i have recommended for the 30th episode of postpone and so i I, regret it hey hey, i'm getting there right (laughs) so did it spring break you (laughs) (laughs) so i recommended it because it is almost notorious. I thought it's a movie that I mean, p- people talk about and like it's referenced, and I want to be able to reference it as well. You know? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I want. Like, it, it, it's spring, spring break. break. <laughs> I honestly had no idea. <laughs> I honestly had no idea what to expect from it, and you know, did you? Get it's kind of sexy little too. Little you expected. <laughs> No. Whatever you expect. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so this is my opinion on the movie. 
it's I expected it I expected it to be to try more. And I absolutely hated this movie. Really? It, it is so you bad. You expected it to try more? Not to <laughs> Yeah, I actually did. I expected it to because try more than it did. Because I I thought you'd think this was something that it's not. And I you did expect yeah. it to be something else. But oh, you... I, I knew. After I saw this, I, I texted Nick. I was like, I don't think Ari knows what movie he just recommended. No, I had no idea. <laughs> no, that's why I was so excited when he recommended it, because I knew what he thought he was recommending. Yeah. It's, okay. I knew exactly what movie this was after the opening. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> all right. I'm okay with this. What's the opening? So uh, it's not the bad movie you expected. It's a different bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> bad movie except, no, even though, even though I thought they would have... Okay, just because you're committing to have a movie about sexy girls and just weird shit, I guess. I don't even... Spring it, break. Spring break. And, um... Not Jared Leto, what's his name? It's not Jared Leto. <laughs> James, it's Franco. James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. Okay, so it rhymes. He keeps yeah, saying I that. Keep, just because the names are similar, I keep messing that up. But, Jared um, Leto. Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't. It's just it's done so poorly. Like it, like the plot. I expect okay, they they want to be mm. silly with the plot. I, I get that, but my God, the the amount of terrible. Narration, the amount of repetition, oh, yeah, the shots. The, I mean, there's some weird bits where I guess are funny, but it's just I thought I thought they'd try to try to mix it into a movie as well, but the the movie really isn't there. It's not a movie. It's, it's so bad. It is That's just such a garbage. I think this is a garbage movie, and I hated it so much. Thank you for your opinion. Okay, yeah, um, Chloe. Okay, uh, I felt similarly. I feel like, the thing is, is that I feel like this movie sort of had potential. Like, there's so much more it wants to be. But it's just not. (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, I agree with the narration thing. Like, Selena Gomez, I hated all of it. Um, What do you want me to say? Like, women are hot in this movie, but that's all I can give it. (laughs) It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, like, multiple parts. So well, you watched this on Prime, though, right? Yes. So you got the HD version at least. Yes. <laughs> because yes. I'd imagine if you watched this in SD, you'd have zero to appreciate. Yes. But yes, mm. the women were, I... there was a lot of sexy in this movie. Mm. Yeah. But... Also, it's colorful, you know. It is colorful. <laughs> it does have colors. It does. It's well casted, terribly written. <laughs> yeah. I have no clue what Wes is gonna say then. Okay. okay. Wait, wait. Who wants um... to go? I don't care. Uh, Why don't Nick go? You go. Alright, I loved this movie as much as I hated it. I hated- Got it. I- I- the things that I hated about it are what made me like it. Because I feel like this movie wanted so badly to be something insightful, and it's not at all. There's so much more it wants to be. it's also not the sleazy- sex fest you'd expect out of it which i appreciate because it's self-aware enough to say i'm making fun of those types of movies it's not self-aware enough to not be that type of movie though yeah so i don't i don't we can talk about whether or not this movie is sexist or not Mm because that's what i wrote the most notes i wrote i literally wrote a single line about adaptation i said i like the part when nick cage said i'm trying to i'm just trying to do something there's a lot that he says in there where like Charlie Kaufman just yells at at, at his brother 
and the other Nick Cage just goes, Charlie, I'm just trying to do something. And I laughed so hard at that, and I don't know why. But like, though, if my if my ass wasn't as fat, maybe I'd be happier. <laughs> 22 minutes in, I wrote a paragraph about this thing, and then continued to every 20 minutes take a break to write what my opinion was. <coughs> really? So I have paragraphs you of notes on this. You wrote a dissertation. I did. This is my college thesis. I could graduate tomorrow using this. You should. But it's just like, I, I would watch this again, and I'd hate myself for doing it, because... I agree with the narration thing. It's just so annoying. It's but so like bad. I I feel like there's enough artistic merit to this for that to be a choice. I think it was a bad choice, but I don't think it was like incompetency so much as an idea that didn't work. And I think uh, that this is a movie did you that lose <laughs> <laughs> Nick. No. What? what? Uh Wes. <laughs> I feel like the, the narration in this movie I did not like. The differences with adaptation I I didn't mind the narration in that one because I think you said this that like it's him talking to himself. It's not really like Right, yeah, it makes me. sense. Yeah, right. so like it makes sense. This is just like Nick, you're back. Nick, you're back. Nick, you were we gone. lost oh. you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out why y'all just shouted at me and then said, <laughs> "No, no, you straight up." Just, <laughs> oh, you, you, you could hear us, but we just yeah, I could. Okay. I was very sad that I was yeah. abandoned. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I just I the narration in this isn't even narration. It just you're didn't right, add Chloe. anything to it, and like well, it was so yeah, like you said, it was so repetitious. It didn't. Also, I didn't like it. Just maybe like twenty too many gun transition sounds. Oh god. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> there were two times that I thought it was used very <clears throat> effective, and if those were the only two times that happened, I would have been like, okay, I get yeah. it. It's was it that works the time totally. that Jared Leto sucked it off? It's like okay, I just I don't think I think this is an attempt at something which I appreciate. I don't know how well it was done i just i i i i really don't know what to say because i i got something out of watching this i don't know if it's what harmony kareen wanted me to get out of watching this harmony is a guy you say harmony yes. kareen is a guy well like i don't say it he <laughs> says it <laughs> i mean i can get to this later but like one of the girls one of the four main girls is his actual real life wife so yeah i saw that someone had the yeah. last name kareen i don't like the thing is like i don't i don't think this is sexist it's definitely not empowering that's for sure maybe he wrote well, maybe something that was less the guys at the end it's about women that was so confusing standing up I'm to sorry. The, the patriarchy when they all shoot the guys at the end but and I, Gucci I, I appreciate that this movie is not what it's advertised as because it it does make fun of like I want to say this type of movie, but like I don't even know if like weird, like spring break sex comedy is a genre. Like I don't know if this Makes can be self aware because there's it's, nothing it's... for it to be making fun of. Exactly, yeah. I think you think it's is more self aware than it's like it's a nineties MTV music video. What's the movie that came out after it that uh, you guys both saw where John Cena gets his balls stuck in oh a chair? Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's not John Cena that gets his. <laughs> oh yeah, also he's not in that movie. You're you're combining you're combining blockers and Baywatch into one movie. I am combining those two into one movie. That's Dwayne Johnson. Block watch. Like you know, if that's the movie this is making fun of, it does a poor job at that. There's maybe there's one film out there that this is a response to, and if that's the case, I haven't seen that movie because I cannot justify this as a parody, just as like the deranged lunacy of a man. 
that like yeah. kind of looks pretty. I so. have a response to a lot of that. However, we should let uh, Wes say his opinion. Yeah, you're welcome to that. Yeah. Okay, we should let me go. Um, hmm. I didn't really like this movie, but I think it achieved what it was going for. And I actually what was that? Think <laughs> I think this guy can make a movie. I've seen he, he an, I've seen I've seen other I've seen one other of his movies. I didn't like it either. But like, what was it? If this is what the the beach bum with Matthew McConaughey, yeah. it's basically the exact same movie. Like no, montage. Both with of narration. those movies are a film adaptation of like Florida memes. Like this is just Florida, and he represents it <laughs> That's very well. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, like, so I think this guy, this movie works. It's just <laughs> I didn't really like what was what was being shown. I guess. But like, to me, I interpreted this as just like. It's like a dream. It's some kind of like mix between a dream, a hallucination, and like, like you looking. It's it's kind of like a memory. It's like you looking back on this experience of your life. You looking back yeah. on the spring break trip that is like horribly fucked up, and you're just like, it's all kind of like a blur because that's probably how they were experiencing it because they're like always on drugs. They're like always like uh, making John Cena suck the pistols. Uh, John Cena. <laughs> Um, so I think, like, as a blur, as a dream, like, as a nightmare, maybe, um, this works. So and, you're like, saying that this is just a serious nightmare, right? is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's like, if you think back, it's like, it, like, this movie is filmed like a memory, and I think it's, like, it's actually really good yeah, at achieving that. It's like when I liked you, the most when, about it. When you look back on something in the past, you don't remember, like, every little thing that happened. You kind of, like... And you kind of like remember this montage of things and like various lines that people said, and so like that's what it's going. For. That almost justifies the repeat narration. Well, of... that's what I was thinking. Is it's like that's it's not it's not but that actually make depicting it less annoying. what it's not a, it's not less annoying, but it's it's not depicting what's actually happening. It's depicting what it felt like yeah. and what it feels like to look back on that. Um, if you're saying this movie is what Harmony Korean wanted to make, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Is it the, the movie same... we wanted to see, though? Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of boring, and I also feel like he also might not have known what this movie was going to be before he started editing it. Yeah. <laughs> because I could also see that he just filmed a bunch of random stuff and a bunch of random lines and was like, I, 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 we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts. I think it's boring, but I think it works. I think that both of you guys are seeing things that are artistically cool in this movie, which don't exist, and you're just, if they do, they're <laughs> accidental. Like, this is such We're a trash movie, and the pace so war bad, but you're like, oh, it's supposed to be a memory, because the dialogue is so sparse yeah, and but shit. like, the fact that Wes said that, if I had said that, then you'd be completely justified, but I know that Wes doesn't like art. So the fact that he thinks this might be it doesn't like means maybe, and I even pick up on the things that you're talking about. I don't know. I feel well because literally the opening of the Wikipedia article says Harmony Crane's initial desire was to create a sensory film. He did not write a plot or a narrative before coming up with this. That the makes whole movie. a lot of sense. And like, if that's his goal, yeah, this movie made me feel something. It made me feel like I wanted to just take a shower for thirty minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like a freezing cold a shower. A very productive shower. No. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Come on, Ari. Uh, don't give me that much credit. Five minutes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, yeah, I mean, 
look, if that's what he was going for, I think it works. If uh-huh. if it's not though, he could have also accidentally done this. You don't know. Part of me but feels like I, it was accidental. Hey, b- better better or worse than Beach Bum? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, me. <laughs> um, from what I can remember, better I think because I think it just like works because Beach Bum actually has a plot. Yeah, and this so movie... I think that that doesn't work. Well, cause, yeah, this movie, I don't think... The, the problem with this movie, I haven't seen any trailers for it, but I have seen The Everything Wrong With by CinemaSins oh. from seven years ago or whenever that was. So my entire interpretation of this movie was Jeremy drunkenly talking about this film. Um, Jeremy? So, that's the guy that Jeremy runs CinemaSins. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this movie, I'd imagine, is advertised entirely as like a spring break like tourism ad basically kind of i'd imagine that the dubstep song is in there i you know i'd imagine that it only shows the shots of girls on the beach and not like james well that's Franco. also like but that is like 75 percent of the movie is just the shots of the girls it on is the beach. but like it's yeah. always like this is what you know i'm not of the spring break crowd so I cannot speak to the validity of it, but I feel like as far as like real life, I those parties are not unrealistic. You know, this uh, is I'd capturing this... something that could exist. Like I'm saying, like I said, yeah, I'd imagine this is how you would feel. So you, you have those quote unquote memories of being on a beach, jumping up and down at a concert where a guy's just saying words into the mic. He's not mm-hmm. even singing. And then also you murder multiple people. Yes. Also that, yeah. So using that to transition somehow, Ari, yeah. best of luck, my friend. Yeah, oh, unwrap the try plot. To explain oh, I completely the... forgot I had to do that. I, I don't think it's actually that no, hard. I'm, I'm gonna it's just, just like much, a movie. be brief with this. Okay, so what happens is a bunch of girls, they want to go on spring break because they want to be different. Because they want to switch up their lives. Not be different. Is and that what they want? <laughs> yeah, they want to switch up their lives. Their lives are boring, so they want to. I feel like that's a, that, that's what Selena Gomez wants. I have no clue what the other three want. They, I think they, they want also say that. Dick. I don't know. Dick. <laughs> they want. Oh yeah, yeah, they want. And they penis. want guns, for some reason. Uh, towards the well, end, that's the beginning. Well, that's imagery right there. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, it's well, literally, obviously, like, it, it literally, literally is. <laughs> sucking off. God, a lot of phallic imagery, but like, so we gotta look far for it. Anyways, so to get the money, they rob a store. All the girls except Selena Gomez, because she's kind of like, you know, the Jesus more... Girl. Jesus she's girl, Christian. yeah. She's Christian, she's <laughs> more wholesome. And then, so they get enough money, and they go down the spring break, and they get arrested for drugs. And then uh, uh, James Franco is a terrible, absolutely terrible rapper, but he also sells drugs, but he bails them out to prison. And I think like he's a pretty terrible drug dealer, too. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, he has a lot of money, so I guess he should be, I guess he's doing something right. And then, because he likes all these women, he kind of guilds a relationship for all of them, except Selena Gomez, who absolutely disappears from the movie, that who was, was the main character. Good, good for her. Good for her. I thought she yeah. was going to come she back to at show. some point, and then she just doesn't. She just doesn't? Yeah. She's like the main character. She has by far the most dialogue, I think. She has the most screen time, and she's gone for this movie, not even referenced again. Yeah. And then, this is more, they kind of... Three girls and uh, James Franco kind of get in more relationship, kind of gets sexual, more sexual, and the wholesome girl's gone. And then one person gets shot in the arm. She leaves. Now there's only two, and 
there's a little gang feud with James Franco and this other person who's kind of his old time friend in Miami, and then the Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. <laughs> and then um James uh Franco is like, you know what, because you shot my girlfriend, I'm gonna come to your house and shoot you up. And upon doing that with his uh two girlfriends he gets shot immediately <clears throat> and dies and the rest of it is the girls just absolutely mowing through these I people i didn't expect that part to be honest yeah apparently every uh drug dealer in miami has uh two girlfriends that's in spring break, spring well, break. <laughs> jay leno had three actually <laughs> yeah well, i mean only two made it at the end yeah four at one point so kind of. <laughs> well i don't know if Selena Gomez was ever Three his girlfriend like i i yeah. think is i can't be- okay so i want to believe this movie makes no sense to me right so mm-hmm. i want to believe it's making fun of something because it's so bad it almost feels like it is but there's yeah. nothing to me be made fun of and also yeah, if it was that self-aware i feel like there'd be other aspects of the movie that are so yeah. like that would be better like maybe the characters it, 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 no like the dialogue no where i don't know what it's self-aware about because i don't think this it's 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 like there's two movies in here made by different people and one of them wanted to say something and the other one likes women you know there's no takeaway i don't know what the i don't know what the character's motivation like the the two girls at the end that that stay i don't know what their motivation is the entire time other than just like having having money and drugs and whatever and then they go through with killing all the people that part was weird i don't know Mm mm-hmm I don't, I don't see any i don't see any themes maybe i'm just being dumb it's just too above me but there aren't like any themes that like it hold true i mean i can't even say there's themes necessarily <clears throat> i mean like what so one thing that i did see when i was reading a little bit about this movie is that some people think that it's a uh like a mockery of hedonism like doing things just like for pleasure's sake and all that and i mean like i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a satire like i don't actually I didn't think this movie was making fun of anything, but if you were going to comment on one thing, it might be that, that, like, that goes in line with the girls, like, killing everyone at the end because, like, they're, like, naturalistic, like, instinct, and they just want to have fun. Spring break forever. Um, but they don't get their comeuppets. <laughs> they don't get their comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, now that you've said that, you know, if you go to spring break and you're just doing coke the whole time, you know, you're destroying yourself, this is a movie that's saying, ah... But what if you also were destroying others? <laughs> but that's the theme. I think that's as far as he got. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think there's themes in this movie. I think it's a waste of time to try to think there's themes in this movie. To exactly. me, it is just an experiential thing. Yeah. Which you know, it's fine. Yeah, I you, like you I can, like experiential things. Like, you can watch this one time, and if you don't like it, I don't think it matters because Harmony Kareen had his way with you. He said, this is what you're going to watch, and you watched it, right? The, the problem is when sadistic people like myself think, okay, but why did I like watching this? Because I hated it, mm-hmm. you know? It, I, I don't think, think I know I why like you it. liked watching this, Nick. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's not why I liked it's it, because I don't even think they expect. were like, <laughs> It's not the reason you'd expect, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, this movie... I don't even like it ironically. It's like there's something in there that I want so desperately to like, but there's also so much pushing back against me, you know? And I 
I don't know if I should be fighting this movie. Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel think like this is the hell I want to die It could have been so much on. better. Yeah. It could have been so much better. Yeah. I feel like now that I know what it is, I'd, I'd enjoy it. If I, I'd enjoy it more. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. I like, okay, don't think about it. It's all dumb. Your knowledge is dumb. Yes, no expectations. Yeah. Just laugh at Jared Leto's voice. <laughs> Try to get through the narration. Yeah. And just, and just, well, just take the ride. So... It, okay, you keep saying narration, but I don't actually. It's not narration because it's, it's like it's over, conversations kind of. that that are like you just don't see it happening. And like, I honestly think it's a very efficient thing. Like this mm-hmm. is like when we were talking about singing in the rain, and when they talk about one thing when they're acting a different thing. It seems it's when I was watching this, I was like, oh, it's very efficient to like show something that is not actually what they are saying, but is related to what they're saying mm-hmm. in terms of a theme. And then have them saying over it. So it's 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 a very efficient way of doing it. If this movie wasn't so boring, then there, it would there are the scenes good, at the good. end when the two girls are calling their mums, you know, and saying, "Spring Break is so good. I miss you so much. I want to be a good girl now." Meanwhile, they're gearing up to like go kill yeah. people. Like I think <laughs> yeah. that's very effective. That presents a theme. Mm-hmm. My problem is when they're standing on the beach or in a pool, and Selena Gomez is like. I want this to last forever. This should last forever. I want to freeze this moment right yeah, now and exactly. it, it'll last forever. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even like her saying this. It's the exact same recording of her line, yeah. I think, over and over uh-huh. at points. Yeah. See, and or like you if, feel if like you a bad boy or that something. That's or because not. it's like memoristic quality, if that's even a word, then like, yes, that makes sense. But is it a choice or is it bad filmmaking? I honestly have no clue. Yeah. The things you're talking about, I agree what you're saying, Wes. It's just the repetition that got me. You know, I yeah. think it, it is an efficient thing. Just like, it's it's the repetition. The use of music worked in the same way, you know? I like that, that James Franco sings a Britney Spears song, of all things, when funny. asked to sing something heartwarming, you know? I think mm-hmm. his it's character a fine was song, done very well. But it's, yeah, he's good com- in this. Comparably. I think, and I think he's, yeah, I think he did well. He act, he did, he performed well. I'm not I sure mean, what he was given. He's arguably the older character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's some sort of yeah. archetype of a of a SoundCloud rapper from before that was even a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he might well have invented that aesthetic, but <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the first note I wrote, I said, I'm 22 minutes in and I have thoughts to expel. Initial impression. This is the edgy, post-pubescent, sexually charged nephew of Uncut Gems. <laughs> it's stressful to watch. It thinks it's better than it is, maybe. I really don't know what parts of its character are intentional and which parts are just it being stupid. But it's also like, it, it's, it's, just, it's just barely focused enough for me to think that it's trying to do something, you know? Um, the way that the dialogue flows, the way they speak, it's, it's very strange. It reminded me of when like a hip hop album samples like a preacher or someone giving a speech or like a civil rights protest. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like Godspeed You Black Emperor has an album that's like basically just sampling protests and whatnot. It's it, even even the Dunky video where he quotes Steve Harvey saying like life has no purpose. That's <laughs> what no I was thinking models. of when I watched this. Uh-huh. But it's like, why? Why does it have to feel like that? I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking. Yeah, I think I think the film, I think the filmmaking technique in this, is the best part and that's the part i like the most is that it, it it i think it's effective in making you feel an experience i think that there's probably a plot that would go much better with this that yeah, would be much I better agree. received it's also too slowly paced to be 
what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't watch it in one sitting. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty short too. So yeah. that's like, yeah, that's saying mm -hmm. something. And it also um, has a bunch of naked women. Like, it's hard to fuck up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No to keep a teenage a boy for interested one. for a short movie, it's full of <laughs> naked women. Think you could do that better, but I guess not. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Something about, about Ari a hating Serbian a movie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> when when I hear that Ari didn't like something, I get so excited to hear him just tear it apart. No, yeah. I like that. Like this is maybe Ari's least favorite movie at this point. Because last time I thought it was his least favorite movie, but now it's even more his least favorite. His, movie. his reaction to Suspiria was angry. This seems more like frustration than anger. What was yeah. the other one that you tore apart? You tore apart a couple Raw. of them. Raw, yeah, you hated that. That was funny. We've all done it. We've all recommended a movie that Ari hates. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're, funnily enough, they're all about women, so. Oh. <laughs> they're all mostly female casts. Yeah. Um, then again, he liked Mulholland, so who knows? I, love I yeah. loved Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Um, and a Little Woman. Oh. I didn't like that one as much, to be honest. Sexist. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> I, you know, something about this movie. I let's talk about the cast really quickly. Yes. Jared um, Leto. I'm going okay. to very cautious. Yeah, go ahead. You should go first because I yeah. mine's gonna take a moment. I, another reason I am so I want to say this earlier. I'm so confused about this movie is with this movie. How did they get not well, only James Franco, but Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez, and not only get them in this shitty movie with, or even at the beginning had no plot, and also had them like Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez be kind of like risque. Selena Gomez not as much, and bailed out in the beginning. I'm not sure if that was part of the plan. I guess there was no plan, but she maybe she saw what was happening. And she's like, I'm out of here. They're trying to get well, away from their Disney persona. Yeah, it's. It's funny you say that, Ari, because that's a perfect segue into what I want to say, is this movie, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this in a, I don't think this movie exploits the actresses, I think this movie takes full advantage of the actresses, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to very cautiously compare this to the way that Stanley Kubrick uses his actors, mm. because infamously with The Shining, Kubrick, like, just did all in on getting Shelley Duvall a performance, right? He went full into, like, making things as hard for her as possible to get that sort of performance out of her. I think the fact that Vanessa Hudgens is in this and the fact that Selena Gomez is in this is why this movie works. Because it's partially what prevents me from thinking this is sexist is the fact that I don't think that these actresses would have agreed to do this unless they were like at least somewhat aware of what they were getting themselves into. Because as much as Hollywood is an exploitative machine, you still have some control. You're allowed to quit from a project if you don't like it, you know. So the fact that they're in this implies to me, okay, so maybe they knew what was going on. It The fact that Selena Gomez is our main character for the first half of this film eases you into it. You attach yourself to her because she's the good girl in the movie. She's also Selena Gomez, the Disney actress, you know? The second she leaves, she it's like you're you stranded. Off. I think that's entirely intentional. You are stranded with these dickheads. True. Mm -hmm. And you have to live with them for the rest of the movie <clears throat> because you've attached yourself to their, their exploits because of this one character that you like. And now 
it's like when when you go to a party with your friend and that friend leaves and you're like wait i don't know anyone here and i also don't like them <laughs> all reason so. leaves when selena gomez leaves <laughs> that's fair but i mean that's just part there of the, was reason it's a, it ex- yeah it's an experience <laughs> well <laughs> i feel like they she kind of kind of tried yeah she tried she, she tried did. yeah i made a joke during this movie that. I think Vanessa Hudgens had more character in this film than she did in High School Musical. <laughs> Dude, okay, you keep bringing up this girl. I don't know like who you're talking she, about. She's like, uh, what's her face from she's, yeah. Gabriella Montez. Yeah. I've never seen High School Musical. What? Okay, well, that's, that's a maybe that can be a what, what else Spinner. has she been in? This. <laughs> no, she's been in, well. Uh, I think she was in uh, Sucker Punch. You've seen Sucker... You've seen Zack wow. Snyder's Sucker okay, Punch. Okay, well, see, it's good you say that, because Sucker Punch, I think, actually is sexist. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we can talk about... Is self-aware sexism sexism? Like, yes. Does, does being yeah, self-aware yeah, excuse it? I don't think it does necessarily. Well, I, no, I, I, I think it depends. Like, I don't think this movie is self-aware. That's the thing. I feel like if you're talking about sexism in a self-aware manner it's that makes mm. it commentary like if there's a lot of sexism racism whatever in your film the movie itself isn't racist but it has sexist whatever it has those elements within your movie i understand that it's kind of part of the experience you're doing intentionally mm-hmm. however this movie i don't see that it's objectifying women but i feel like i can't think of like another like especially the first the beginning of the movie just like this isn't but like, but the boy equivalent of this the male equivalent of a bunch of dudes going to spring break is let's go get laid in florida dude like it's presenting it <laughs> magic maybe that's, as, <laughs> maybe that's as sexist but it's it's presenting it the same way you know except in this except uh, you don't girls, see their dicks <laughs> well i mean james franco might in one scene so. did, did he i can't whatever I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) The whole, whole, you know, scene with the guns and James Franco. That confused me. That doesn't belong in a sexist movie. Why was that his first instinct? You know what? Uh, Never mind. Never mind. I don't want (laughs) to. Because it was in the script, I guess. (laughs) No, it it took him a little bit. It it might not have been his first instinct. It was either like, I'm going to die or get really aroused right now. I just got to die. (laughs) You you can't say that these are are weak characters, you know? No, they're not. They do rob a bank. They do murder everyone. Yeah. In fact, they're the strongest because they get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And even Selena Gomez's character has the sense to say, this isn't what I want. I'm leaving. And she does. And she doesn't come back. You know? Then the other girl gets shot. And so she's like, oh, wake up. And she gets shot. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. She's like, oh, I kind of got shot in the arm. (laughs) And she (laughs) leaves. So, like, that's Uh that's the most logical thing you could do. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh-huh. I mean, there's two. There's at least two dynamic characters in this film. Three, if you count James Franco being, you know, alive at the beginning and dead at the end. So, <laughs> character I, development. I don't know. There, there's just like, okay, someone could come on this podcast right now, and <laughs> tell me why this is sexist, and tell me that it is. I really want to say it is, but I don't thing have is, an explanation. I, yeah, the thing is, I, I don't know if I can... A female perspective to uh, help All right, us out Nick. Here. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, I, I would believe someone if they West, told me it's sexist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. And I feel like it might be, but I don't know how to put into words. 
Like, because on the face of it, it's a bunch of naked women partying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's intrinsically sexist. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not, not the... Not... but, I mean, that's just kind of how, like... That's, that's how parties are. They're depicting I, I think. spring break. I don't know how else you would do it. But, yeah. like... Yeah. Spring break is not the pinnacle of feminism. It's so. not. It's really not. <laughs> not. Not that this makes it, like, not sexist, but it does pass the Bechdel test, so... It does, definitely. Does it, does it pass yeah. the yeah. Mendel test that we I talked mean, about I mean, they at least talking time. about robbing a bank. For the first half of the film, they're saying, how do we get to Florida, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, boys yeah. are a part of that, but they're not... I think the Bechdel test specifically is, like, if the boy is the goal is is part of it but uh, this, the car the is, is the goal the boy is the best well they're talking about like getting dick the entire times like yeah, like in the beginning <laughs> like, so I, I don't know i it's mean the overarching the, I think it goal of the movie the part of me doesn't want that to count <laughs> part of me really yeah. doesn't want movie, that to count as passing the f- this one male character has to pass the test <sighs> Like, they talk about mopeds, they talk about spring That'd break. That'd make it so embarrassing. I will sucker punch. I don't know if that happens, so. <laughs> but, like, but... why have you seen sucker punch? I haven't. I've seen oh, enough okay, of okay. it. Yeah. I've seen enough of it, though. Have uh, I seen um, it? I feel I like know. I've seen it. But, like, does it pass the Mendel test that we that existed in, I think, two episodes ago? Uh... What, is, what is that? Yeah, you, made it, that's, two... you made the joke. It's the Bechdel test it? for men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, you made the it name. Be... You said Mendel test? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll take credit for it, sure. Well, I, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't listen to no, is there? Does the a guy talk to another guy about something that's not a woman? It. Oh, yeah, yes, there Jerry, is, in the cars. Jerry Lewis talks to his friend Biggie Smalls, or whoever. It's the only guy I could think of. Yeah, Gucci <laughs> Mane, Gucci Mane. Um, so they talk. Yeah, they, they talk, talk about, about, like, gang money. shit. Yeah, okay, that counts. Yeah, yeah that, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is this film <laughs> wow, is wow, okay, this movie isn't impressive to men. Great. Okay. <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> oh, me too. I was sweating profusely. <laughs> I think it's a it's a very well shot movie. You know, it's not shots in any standard way. It's very colorful. It's not yeah. obvious. Like it's they, it's they clearly put a bit more effort in than just putting a camera down and saying, "All right, now take your shirts off." And then smoking on a Cuban. How do you but... think they filmed the opening shots? What's th- the opening shot? Like, of all, there's a bunch of dubstep and drinking do, 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 and naked women. Do, 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 oh, right. Do, do, do. Like, yeah, that song. Do you think they just, like, hired a bunch of extras and just probably. put them on the beach and, like, went at yeah, it? Probably. I, think so. I, like, I, I like to imagine they just went to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> <went> to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> this is just all of Florida. Like, yeah. that's, not even, that's not even post It's actually a music. documentary. <laughs> yeah. This movie, you know, it the, the subject matter alone is what kind of forces it into this uncomfortable position of like, okay, so what are you actually going to show us? You know, there are so many other versions of this movie where the female characters would have been weak like james franco is not a male savior you oh, know God, he no. does screw them over and die in the end and he bails them the out but that's that the most he does yeah but like that had to happen for the plot to work for him to meet them i guess they could have met him some other way but like th- that's what needs to scare away selena gomez i guess there's yeah. one reason why i, I like it's... him sorry <laughs> oh no, no no go 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 uh there's one thing that I didn't expect is I didn't expect him to let them leave so willingly. I thought that yeah. there was going to be mm. more conflict there, and I was kind of happy that there wasn't. 
Yeah. I almost but think, I think this like, character that, does like, like them, you know? Like, I, I yeah, I also expected that, too, but I guess that just goes along with, like, that he's actually the girls are, like, always in control. Like, he's just, like, a little simp to them. Like, yeah, <laughs> he is pretty simpy. I thought yeah. more was gonna... I think... I think I... Sorry, continue. I was just gonna say that I think, like, I, I don't think this makes fun of, like, women as a whole. It just makes fun of the women in this movie, or Spring yeah. Break, mm-hmm. uh, Spring Breakers in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Which is, you know, like, I'm I'm not, again, I this is not my idea of, of a day well spent, is, like, an open-air Florida motel doing coke off of someone's stomach. Like, that, like, you why? You sure, Nick? Uh, you know, I've had some wild nights, but... <laughs> I thought, like, even at the beginning, I thought there'd be some commentary on, like, sexual stuff, or, like, even rape, because there's the most rapiest guy I've seen in my life. The beginning of this but movie. he doesn't uh, do anything. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. They set it up that, almost that's what I was too thinking. much. Yeah. Like, he's, he's nice, but, like, also, I don't know. And again, his wife is in this. Like, this is Harmony Korine's wife. She had to agree to do this. Oh and it's God. not like, it's not like they got married during the making of it. Like, they'd been married for four years by the time they made this, and they are still together. Jeez. So, like, at least, at least What was Rachel the point of Kareem that guy that was in the movie? It was just all creepy. Which creepy guy? The one at the at the the beginning the who's who's the, like who's like I don't even want to quote him, but like she's I don't, like, I don't I don't think there's a point. Like okay. I said, I don't <laughs> think there's guy? a point to this movie. I think you're just yeah, like, depicting I thing a spring break. Like, you're not gonna get my oh 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 yeah that part. Like I said when when we mentioned this last time, and you said this might be a terribly sexist film, the characters might be. I don't think the movie is necessarily because the the four main girls they're not really weak characters at all. I don't think the and characters are necessarily is... very sexist. Like James Franco, he's just he's very sexually driven, but I think he falls in love. But like I don't think he's like. I feel like it's his version of love. It's mainly sexually yeah, driven. This but is like, Florida. It's no no less than the girls are to him. I don't know why, but part of me really wants to like say something else about it being sexist. I just can't think of it. Because I mean, I think I'd say the girls you know are I mean? almost or objectifying yeah, the I men mean, just like, as yeah, much. But of course, that's like leave not the best a thing. taste in your mouth. Yeah, no, like exactly, there has to be something it. else other than them obviously like being in their ba- bikinis the whole time. But like, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Oh, no. I'm this, sure I'll think of something. I don't know what to think end. of this movie. This movie, this movie feels like a mess in my mind. I mean, I again, saw, it's experiment, one... it's experiential vibe. It's I don't going know what forward. the goal was. I did, I did see one review that said something that like this is all I remember about the review, but it was something like the camera moves like a tongue, and I was like, <laughs> oh okay. my god. In in a review that what? was negative of the film, it expressed the sentiment that it is sexist and that the way the camera moves is very. Like objectifying. Well, if yeah. If you wanted to say that, I I think I could agree. I just the parts that are the most sexist are the parts that I am the least confident in saying are self-aware. You know, the it just need it needs to go either further with admitting that it's not sexist or not as far with the camera work to be yeah. like fully in my mind. Like, okay, this is about something that's not objectifying i guess it's obviously objectifying but they also they do the the, like um montages of like the whole spring break crazy drunk people so many times i feel like so Mm -hmm. i i I don't know i can't tell how self-aware that is 
thing is the thing is that the movie's trying to be just an experience and i think that's is marketing towards people who just want to see that i i guess that's but then there wasn't enough for like wait but to, to make it then you would have liked it <laughs> i don't know there's not enough to like have a takeaway from yeah it. except that the guy that made this is insane yeah I because like the his other movies like aren't they're weird but they're not normally about girls you know like the movie he made before this is literally about a guy who is a professional michael jackson impersonator going to live on an island of other hollywood lookalikes like he just makes weird movies and this one weird. happens to be about women you know yeah. and his next movie is just about real life matthew mcconaughey yeah <laughs> really literally basically is it how matthew and, mcconaughey and, starring yeah, himself snoop dogg's in yes. it doesn't snoop well, it's dogg not, he's not himself? playing himself actually but is snoop dogg playing himself no but like, but like, he, but like, he is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Correction. The the movie about the impersonators was his second to previous. The one he made right before this is a film called Trash Humpers about oh, elderly people in the South. That you know, the title speaks for itself. I'm scared. Uh... <laughs> Remind me to not watch that movie. Jeez. Chloe, don't watch that movie. Okay, good. <laughs> I feel. I wish that they developed the like girl characters a little bit more than they did because then i would feel a little bit better about like everything mm -hmm. we've been saying because i feel but like to... there's just so like surface level to me yeah. that it just yeah. like the the i would feel more okay with it being like raunchy teen spring break movie you're gonna have you know objectification like that's just kind of what i expected from this movie but like i feel like for to say it's not sexist, I would have liked to see a little bit more of like actual character development with the girls, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, mm -hmm. you could you could point to like the fact that they are such like flat and like yeah. un like undeveloped characters as being sexist, but also kind every of character dynamic, in this movie, but not well done. Every character in this movie is not developed, so yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. For for to not say it's sexist, I just wish that they did that. Thing is, yeah. That's all. That's literally all they are. They all the on, their only role is just being sexy and being, you know, spring breakers. Mm -hmm. Kind, yeah. That's kind of all they are. So like, I, depends on the girl. Of course, Selena Gomez isn't that. Well, the, yeah, I guess. But like, she goes home almost immediately, and then like the rest of the movie is just those three girls, yeah. you know, doing their thing. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like in that respect, it's kind of sexist. That's my yeah. takeaway. <laughs> I have the the best way to determine how sexist this is is Chloe. On a scale of from one to ten, how empowered do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Lizzo being the highest. Yeah. And <laughs> this movie being the lowest. Oh damn! Okay. <laughs> there we go. We got her here first. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. Spring break. Spring break. Spring break. Well, speaking this of segment, low, unlike spring break, can't go on forever. Um, yes. Speaking of low, you know, though, because I'm going to overhaul your transition because I need to do this. What goes underwater, low underwater. The transition's not the point. The point is, Buckets are sponsoring this episode <laughs> of Postpone. This Postpone is sponsored buckets. by Buckets. When you need to when you need to hold things, a bowl is too small. You get a bucket. Uh, it's yeah. portable. Can contain yeah, a truck lot. is too big. You can get a smaller bucket. It's yeah. most of them have proper handles and 
It doesn't matter what you can eat out of a bucket or you can transport concrete. They're the most versatile tool for carrying both liquids <laughs> and concrete. solids. You can do one or the other or both. <laughs> yes. So for 15% off your next buckets, go to buckets.com slash postpone. Was this planned? <laughs> buckets, buckets of all sizes, uh, chum buckets, uh, sand, buckets of sand. Uh, we will, you know, we'll even throw in now if you're one of our first 1500 callers, a fried chicken uh, free bucket. little mini little fried chicken bucket in KFC. Uh, that stands for Kansas Fried Chicken. We don't want to get copyright struck out here. It's time for a question. You have to comment okay, on the guys. subreddit though. <laughs> we will send you a bucket if you comment on the subreddit be watching out for his favorite serb okay (laughs) i've got boy do i have questions for you guys today Woo! and by questions i mean four of them oh the first one being uh what makes a movie funny to you what are your favorite styles of humor and maybe what are the movies you find funniest wait wait are th- is this the first question? This is the question. So what makes a movie funny All three to you? of these is the first question? It's it's basically like okay. all the same question just okay. being asked three different ways. So what okay. makes a movie funny to you and what are movies you, that you think are funniest? Okay. Well, a great example of a very funny movie was uh, the movie we just watched. I thought it was very funny. Adaptation? Adaptation. Adaptation. Big Short was also very funny. I feel like... The Big Short? Kind of. Oh, it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was immensely funny. Also, Do you uh, have like, oh yeah. Oh my god. He's <laughs> 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 copyright struck. Oh, no. <laughs> Todd Howard, get in here. <laughs> oh um, my god. What was I saying? Movies that you think are funny. Movie, oh movie, yeah. Movie. Do I you mean, have like Do you have like a certain style of humor that you think is funnier than others? Like, do you like cringe humor? I know you definitely don't like cringe humor, I right? I don't like, like cringe humor. Yeah. <laughs> Shock humor is eh. I hate slapstick. Yeah, Never thought it was funny. Dumb what about humor. singing in the rain? That's slapstick. And I didn't like that. Yes. I didn't like the funny dance. I hate. I did. I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Was it you that didn't like singing in the rain? Yes. It was him. <laughs> but, like... Okay, what, what do I think is funny? Um, <laughs> I think... I think that... I mean, this goes without saying, but unexpected stuff makes you funny when you just like don't think that that's where the joke is gonna go. Because I think like I think a lot of times with like quote unquote comedies, and the reason I don't like them and I don't think they're that funny is that they feel very formulaic. It's like stand up is the same way. It's like you're supposed to write a joke a certain way and deliver it, and then like you build like you rule of threes. You set up two things one way, and then the third thing's different. And it's like it just seems so obvious to me. So just like when a movie can do something that just subverts your subverted expectations, that's what I think is very funny. Damn. Um. So like, to nice me, was. one of the funniest movies. One of, one of the funniest movies for me is Shaun the Sheep. Like, it's so good. It is slapstick because there's literally no dialogue in it. Um, but I think even Ari would like it. It's super yeah. funny. And it does do that thing where, like, you really don't know what's going to be, like, the what, what the joke is going to be. You can't mm-hmm. see it coming. And so, like, to me, that's the best. I don't know if that's a style of humor, but that's just what makes something funny to me. Yeah. Uh, I like surreal humor, you know? I like... I like meta mean? humor when it's you done like well. I like meta humor too. I do like I do like Twin Peaks. I do like the Log Lady and all the other weird things that happen in that show. Um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like I have a very broad sense of humor. I laugh at a lot of things, but in terms of movies that I think are very, very funny, you know, I don't know. I like Office Space. I like Clerks. Those are both normal comedies for the most part. Um, but I also no, think Office that Space Fight Club is pretty is, surreal. When it, it is at times, like, yeah, it is at for times. like twenty minutes, the movie just stops being the movie office. But space. like, like the ending of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like when it just becomes. I know every like single line to that movie. Procedural <laughs> drama. Yeah, I, I could probably recite that. For, and even like Life of every Brian, like line. I think that's really funny. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I like a lot of it's things. So hard I like to just like just like dissect this stuff you know i i don't know if either of you watch nathan for you dude the, i love nathan, nathan for, for you, you. <laughs> nathan for you is hilarious there's an yes. episode where he he like sets up a because it's illegal to smoke in indoors unless it's for like a stage show or something he turns a bar into a stage where he invites two people as audience members to go sit in the corner so that the actual patrons of the bar can smoke and then, like, that becomes its own thing where people give it good reviews, and so he turns it into an actual stage play. Like, I don't I don't know what that is, but whatever mm-hmm. that style of humor is, I like Nathan that. Nathan for you, go watch Nathan for you. That is, that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I just don't understand humor. I don't like slapstick. Yeah. That's pretty much all I get, like... Well, okay. Ari, that is ironic because that was a very humorous statement. Oh, right? th- thank you. I mean, Ari's <laughs> the funniest one on the podcast, so. The cutaway gag, which we all acknowledge was amazing in um, the ape one in being John Malkovich, <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Why? I was going to mention being John Malkovich. Because you don't expect it. But That's that can't saying, be the man. only reason. Shock funny. humor is not always funny, you know? Yeah, but shock is humor shock is sometimes humor? funny. Yeah, I, it's just, it, that it's, might it's also more be than surreal. That. Yeah. It's more the, than that. The whole concept of John Malkovich being everyone in that one scene, that's surreal humor. And then in adaptation, when we see the filming of that scene, and John Malkovich is still everyone, but he's talking from the perspective of one person who's John Malkovich mm-hmm. and saying everyone else is in a mask, even though they're all very clearly just John Malkovich. Like, yeah. that's surreal, you know? Yeah. That's the OG surreal meme. Yeah. And like Chloe example D, of Chloe, oh. sorry, I want to say one more thing. An example of shock humor that was not good in both this movie and John Malkovich adaptation of John Malkovich was the guy who in John Malkovich was uh, kept calling his in, uh, his intern or whatever his receptionist a cunt. All right. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> which I think I which felt like that. the same. You guys same... are taking all of my ideas. <laughs> sorry. The same guy, which I kind of felt the same vibe. <laughs> In yeah. this movie was uh, the girls like uh, the guy was like I want to fuck that girl in the ass a bunch of times like it's just like why <laughs> hey hey that guy was from Office Space though okay that was funny so... yeah that was, that's that's uh, what's his face yeah Rob Livingston I don't Rob Livingston know he's in Swingers Swingers is good you know Swingers is a comedy that's a Rob or what John was Favreau the... John Favreau yeah, yeah. yeah. Chloe what have makes... you seen Chef Chloe, Chloe so what makes comedy me... funny to you. Oh god, a lot of you I agree with a lot of you guys. I agree with Nick a lot. Like I I was actually going to bring up being John Malkovich again, like the um like the seventh and a half floor and just like the I know someone didn't like it, but like the speech impediment part, I don't I don't know, like witty, weird, like unexpected humor. Dry I like stuff. I don't know. And then but then I also kind of liked some of the stuff from like do you remember the, the funny stuff that happened in, like, Her? 
Uh, I, I, for, I forgot exactly what happened. In well, her. when the video game character says "fuck you," <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were some things I was thinking about, but yeah, just like weird. Fun- <laughs> was it the happening? penis armpit thing? <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> just like, like I don't know, weird, funny. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. But I also think that the, um, like you said, Holy Grail is really funny. So I, again, also have like a weird, broad sense of humor. So. I think more Rick and Morty is hilarious, no matter how stereotypical <laughs> that is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's the next question? No, I think it's funny too. I think it's funny too. We're talking about movies though, Ari. Gosh darn it. Sorry. <laughs> Even after Nick brought up. SpongeBob, the, everything, yeah, well, yeah SpongeBob and Twin and Peaks, and, and Joseph Paul. Nathan for you, Stephen yeah. WWW Paul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, boy, do I have another question for you. We've moved it down to three questions. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I, you, yeah, because I set your expectations for a lot of questions, so then when I tell you that it's actually only three, you'll be happier. So actually, I'm only gonna tell you that it's three and a half right now, but like. But like that might be Ask going the down, question. But like, okay. <laughs> okay. The question, and I quote: "Favorite cake? No ex, no question mark. Dash Lucan. <laughs> Thank you, Lucan. <laughs> Favorite cake. Dude, Costco makes this cake. It's a large circular chocolate cake where it's like this very rich chocolate inside, chocolate frosting on the top, and then like shredded pieces of chocolate on the side. Ooh. That's the greatest thing ever, and I get it every birthday because it's the best really cake. Everyone of your birthday good. or whose birthday? No, just mine. I eat the whole okay. thing okay. in about twelve. Because you minutes. said every birthday, so I would assume that means every day. Oh yeah, anytime it's born, any of your birthdays, I just get a cake. <laughs> I, I have some cake comments. Do you? So I think oh. my favorite cake is the Oreo ice cream cake. I was going to say that. That's, Why does that keep happening? Yeah. Okay. No. It's almost like two people that are in a relationship might be very similar. You're eating the same cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, have your cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the cake I want... <laughs> I want have I'm Ari's curious. cake. Oh, all right, oh. Nick. <laughs> eat both cakes. Okay, that wasn't supposed to be a joke, but if you're gonna... It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that was my fault. My bad. <laughs> but I want to ask you guys a question. Do you oh, guys AR remember cake. the celebration cake, which had, like, the green frosting and a very distinctive taste? Are you talking about the... You're gonna have to give me more information. What? That's... What celebration? It's called... Cele- I think it's called celebration cake. It's kind of like a greenish frosting, and usually oh. it's, like, the, f- like, the middle is, like, almost like vanilla, like... It's an amazing cake that I haven't had a long time, and I want to have it again. I've never had this. What about the cake we made? Oh, the cake. Yeah, with bananas instead of eggs. Which is kind of funny, because the next thing I was going to say anyways is, good cake's really just about moisture, as long as it's nice and moist. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, he's not wrong. You can't deny it. If you have a dry cake, that ruins it. Yeah. You know? As long as it's still a cake. The texture's really off for me. Yeah. But, like... It's gotta be moist. Moist is not something that I think of when it's I gotta think of cake. Me of a chocolate cake. That's like, how they that's describe it. hundred percent what I think moist, of cake. It's not moist in the typical like a sense. <laughs> no, what? it's not no. moist in the typical sense. But when people like, you can just, a lot of people not describe wet. a cake it's as moist. Be, it's gotta be soft. It shouldn't. Crumble it's like yeah, it's softness. It. Yeah, it's yeah. softness. Oh, softness. Okay, because like moistness to me see, it feels like wetness, and like I don't know. Yeah, in general terms, but in cake terms, moistness means something else. The rigid, the rigidity must be low. It can't be. Dense. It's gotta be moist. Yeah, <laughs> it can be dense. It just sure. can't be 
made of sand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. would be Speak a bad yourself, cake. Nick. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, um, yeah. your favorite cake is sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite cake. No, for real, my favorite cake is pumpkin pie. <laughs> I... I don't like cake. I, I actually, like, really don't like cake. Apple pie or pumpkin like, pie? Very... Pumpkin pie is better? I think pumpkin pie is way better. Well, because pumpkin pie is my favorite pie, and hey, I like pie better than cake. Pumpkin so. pie is moist, so it's, it's that's kind of true. Yeah. It meets all I know, the I know, it's definitely different than cake, but uh, I feel I don't know. Like, uh, I like a good cheesecake sometimes. Like, um, cheesecake's good. Angel food cake is like pretty good. I don't like chocolate either, so I don't like chocolate cake. Um, all right. But I like ice cream, <laughs> so ice cream cake, which is literally just ice cream, is <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a huge cake fan in general. I just think it's kind of dry. Um, That's why you moist. need it to be moist! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you give me a moist cake, I'll like it. But I think it's got a dry and flavorless, and it kind of just tastes like and it gets bland vanilla. Well, or get, cho- or oh chocolate, my God. which I don't like. What happened to you? Like, <laughs> Ari, I didn't have a childhood. <laughs> no, he was he was beaten by a cake in an alleyway. <laughs> no, man, like I actually, I I like the I I get pumpkin pie instead of cake for my birthday. Uh, yeah. Even though you didn't pumpkin have a childhood, my, I believe you do also... have another question. Well, Chloe hasn't answered nice. that question either. Oh, I thought she said Oreo cake. My bad. Mine, mine was kind of oh, the it, same oh, as Ari's. Okay, to be okay, honest, okay. the or, okay. the Oreo uh cho- the chocolate uh cake with. Oreo ice cream does sound pretty amazing. Ari once again stealing all her points. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> God. Um, I do have another question. This one also is not a question and is just a statement because these people <laughs> don't know how question marks work. This and this question is gramma- is grammatically makes less sense than Lucan, so I don't even know who I am right now. But Steven <laughs> says, uh, "Clue the movie takes some inspiration from the classic board game Clue, the, the board game, the Clue." That the clue movie is based no, on. No, no, um, canceled. No, what is <laughs> we're not doing this. Game, <laughs> what is another board game that should? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna insert a little uh, commentary into this. What is another board game that should take a cue from Clue? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. And what? Or what's another board game that should be made into a film that has not yet? I can't Jumanji. believe you talk oh, about it. Jumanji. I can't believe he said he chose Clue instead of Jumanji. Was Jumanji well, an actual Clue board game before game. the game? Is no, Jumanji not a real game? It's a book. It's a book. It's a picture yeah. book. Really? It's a very lovely picture book, like hand-drawn pencil illustrations. Oh, I nice. thought it was actually a real board game. Well, I haven't no, even I seen the original so. Jumanji, so I can't. Yeah, uh, you've seen the remake, though. <laughs> I have seen the remake. Yeah, with John Cena and Dave Chappelle and um, Margot Robbie and Jack Black. I yep. couldn't think of a joke for him. <laughs> All those people who were in the movie. Yeah. My answer um, would be Uno. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been done, Ari, okay? Scrabble. <laughs> Nick knows. To be fair, there is a thing on IMDb called Uno the Movie. I don't think it's a feature <laughs> film, though. I believe Damn it. it's a board game. Actually, yes! Or, like, a literal <laughs> YouTube video. Guys, recommendation for next episode? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ooh, what about Risk? I, I thought about Risk, but it, that's just a war movie. I was gonna say either Risk or I mean, but it's like a war movie, but it's like national world Risk. No, not national. Sorry, international. Sorry. <laughs> Think of all the puns you could get out of Risk, though. You know, like it's, we can't risky. do it. It's too risky. You're, you know, that's it. That's we, the that's the a risk pun. we're gonna have to take. You know, 
Um, well, it's the real Parker Brothers that we've found ourselves <laughs> in. Chess the film. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Scrabble. the quest. The I mean, quest Monopoly is the, the big short. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, long if you could, for that. dude, if you could shorten Monopoly, that that yeah. game would be Ooh, sick. True. If you could like bet against properties, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's versions of it where you can. There's so many Monopoly versions. Has like there's so seven thousand editions. Exactly. Every college has its own edition. Like yeah, that's an industry. It's probably a big short edition of Monopoly. <laughs> uh, did you say one club, bro? I said Scrabble. Oh okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, you could have like a. What what if it what if would, does would it, it be have like to people be like playing clue? Scrabble or would it be yeah, like the stuff say. in Scrabble comes to real life like people like these weird words start coming out and people are like. Oh my god, that person spelled Alohomora. I don't know. It's like the Hungry Hippos trailer on College Humor. <laughs> it's like you have a superpower, you're a superhero, but you can only summon what you can make with your letters. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, it's like every, every word you make like comes into you, real life. Yeah, exactly. If you made a, like, a The Founder style movie about the making of the board game Monopoly, like. That might be something that would be that very interesting. You, you know about this? It was made by this woman to be an anti-capitalist thing, and then it got stolen by uh, the Parker Brothers or whatever. So it's literally the exact same thing as the founder then, where it's small, good the, restaurant gets yeah. turned into McDonald's. Yep. Yeah. Except it, this one was without her consent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Anyway, um, um, let's see. For me... Uh, there's like a lot of good ones. There's like uh, there's like Jenga. This... <laughs> Thanks, Ari. It's like it's the like skyscraper, skyscraper with the rock. With the rock yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's actually like a like a not life size Jenga, but like larger than life size. I don't know. It's actually like a Jenga set. Yes, Ari, that's genius. Thank you. Like like God keeps pushing these blocks out oh. from underneath these people, and they have and they have to climb up to the top. 2020 um, am i right <laughs> <laughs> um but for me i don't know so like there's like these there there are like these cooperative survival board games called um like forbidden desert and stuff that would be cool you have to escape from a desert um and the desert's trying to kill you uh sounds like the scorpion king the mummy three with, <laughs> with the rock john cena <laughs> um, and um no, but actually, I think one that would be pretty cool is a game called King of Tokyo. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, nope. but it's like a it's like a four player game, or yeah, you can probably play it with a lot of people. Basically, like you play as like different monsters, and like they're definitely based off of like Godzilla and King Kong and like those ones. So you could just do that if you want. But um, like one person is like always in the middle, and like they're the the person who's in the middle, like uh. Is the only way they they can like do more damage to the rest of the people, and then the rest of people like team up to stop them. But then like when like that guy gets taken over, then like another person ends up in the middle. So it's like it's like this like big like power. Yeah, I guess it's like this big like power shifting dynamics thing. So if you just had like a bunch of Japanese monsters just fighting each other, it's it's Godzilla. But like it's Godzilla, except they can all be king of the monsters. (laughs) Yep. Um. Cool, I think that's... Is all the questions? Uh, th- that's all the questions. I lied when I said we had three and a half. We actually only have three. Oh. 
Nice. You uh-huh. really threw us for a loop there. You really subverted our expectations, All right. Wes. Thanks, dude. I was trying to be funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> My kind of My humor. My favorite type of humor is when Wes, like, says something for the sake of saying it. Okay, but you know my sense of humor is you expect me to say something funny, and then I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Except that time. I swear, guys, it's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do I take out this episode, or who? Uh, Nick does. That's Chloe right. I have to recommend. <laughs> I have to recommend. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, you, first don't, you off, don't. have to. Oh, you do recommend. I do. I do recommend. We recommend in this one. Yes. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so. It that's might be crazy, a week or Nick. two. Or Wait, I was. I did not prepare myself. To have a reaction. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Do you okay. know what you're recommending? Thank you very much for Is coming Ari on, Is Ari even Chloe. here anymore? Questions I, I guess that yeah. Chloe has officially replaced Ari because <laughs> Ari is gone. Yeah, thank um, you guys so much for having me on the podcast. It's been really fun. And I've actually been, like, wanting to do this for a while because, like, when I listen to the podcast, I always feel uh, like, oh, my God, I want to say something right now. <laughs> like, nice. whatever. And you've gotten me through a lot of long car rides <laughs> that's how i feel when i listen to i'm like oh god i wish i had said something <laughs> i know instead of just <laughs> we'll just like go over and redo each episode yeah. <laughs> well for this episode i might have to just redo things <laughs> yeah, i've been listening well, to you yeah, guys for so they, long they... and i really like the podcast so you yeah, guys thank, well, thank you keep doing you're it you're our I like favorite it. customer mm-hmm. <laughs> i think you're our only guest who's actually listened to every episode so that's that's <laughs> yeah um our most knowledgeable but guest. anyway End of the season, end of season two, we're 30 episodes in, and in between seasons, 31. we like to do a little bit of an inter-season episode. It could be on anything. Sorry, my class enrollment time just began. Let me enroll these classes really quickly. Oh, <laughs> Alright, cool. I have history, and I have science. Alright, I am now enrolled in all my classes. Okay, You're sorry for only the- enrolled in I'm two sure classes? that was exhilarating. No, no, I've already done my other two. I'm in, I'm in four, oh, but we okay. have a staggered <laughs> I was enrollment. Like... Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, for the next one, we actually haven't quite decided what we're doing. We're floating around a couple of ideas, but next episode, whenever that ends up being, is going to be its own thing. You don't have to prepare for it in any way. It's not going to be like a normal episode. It's not going to, no one in particular has to lead it. It's just going to be a little bit of fun, you know? So just stick around for yeah. that and if you end just up just a little bit a of thumbnail... fun to de-stress ourselves from these other episodes that are all serious mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No so much allowed. preparation <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. but yes you are going to have to prepare because i have a recommendation now for two episodes from now uh, i wanted to recommend this movie for a long time uh i have a theme that i want to kind of stick to for next um season with just my recommendations y'all can do whatever you want but i've picked five movies that I think are going to work well as a, uh, as a unit, you know? Um, and the first movie that I would like to recommend is a movie that I love. I've only seen it once, but I think I love it. I'm recommending the 1980s film by Werner Herzog, Fitzcarraldo. It, I'm recommending it not only as a film, but as like a real life event because... I'm not going to require you to watch this because I literally just did an episode where I made you watch two movies, but there is a companion documentary for this film that you're welcome to watch because it explains a lot. I won't say why it explains a lot, just watch the movie first and you'll understand why that may or may not be necessary, but that's what my recommendation is. I it's have a movie no about idea what this movie is. Yeah, I'll send... Uh, I yeah, have an idea. 
it you you have a vague idea. It, what is I've your talked theme? about it before. My my theme is that um, they go well together. And they're all about driving tanks uphill. A lot of the movies I've recommended, they're just traditionally regarded as very good films. Um maybe Suspiria is the exception, and I did say that that was my segue into a different theme. But I just kinda wanna do movies that A, you would never have watched anyways, and B are not necessarily like well known for being good like they're things that i think we can talk about whether or not they're good you know i'm not saying that don't get worried ari i'm not making you watch suspiria ever again Thank i'm you. not making you watch weird Every stuff episode it's just, for the rest of the podcast this it's just crazy. movies that have interesting context or exist they're like their mere existence is what makes them interesting and to balance that out, Wes's theme is going to be French gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his next recommendation is Climax. <laughs> you have um, to watch Raw for every single episode for the rest uh-huh. of time. <laughs> um, so that was the 30th episode of Postpone. If you liked it, go ahead and go on down to the subreddit and leave some comments. I don't know what you're going to leave those comments on, but you're welcome to do it. You, you can also leave a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app or whatever the equivalent is for your preferred podcast viewing platform. Go ahead and check out our YouTube channel that exists. I posted something recently. Wes still hasn't watched it. Um, you can beat you me. Should. You can you comment can first before I do it. It's actually <laughs> funny. Go watch it. I'm not on this podcast. so Yeah, this I, is I a very that. rare occasion. I made something funny for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... You can also go check us out on Instagram. I'm sure we have a Twitter. I honestly don't know at this point. Go look at our wiki. Go watch the movie Fitzcarraldo. And also, watch whatever the next episode is that we do that's like in between seasons. It's going to be a good time. You'll enjoy it. Or maybe you won't. You might not enjoy it at all. It's going to be bad just like this outro is by. <laughs>